Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, could I leave a message for Queenie Hennessy? Tell her Harold Fry is on his way. I'll keep walking and she must keep living. Harold! I'm walking a long way, but I haven't quite got the hang of it yet. Harold Fry, as played by the great Jim Broadbent, is a quintessential English middle-class retiree. He lives with his wife, Maureen, played by Penelope Wilton, in a not terribly picturesque suburban street in a very beautiful part of the southwest, Kingsbridge in Devon. Life is all about mowing the lawn, chatting affably to the neighbours, going to the corner shop, having tea at tea time, and apparently living a life so consumed with regret that you barely know yourself. Harold receives a letter from an old work colleague who he hasn't heard from for a while. Queenie Hennessy worked with him at the brewery he represented. An average sort of job, I suppose, but the choice of the alcohol trade is an interesting one as he seems not to care for it now. Queenie is unwell in Berwick-upon-Tweed, which is about as far away from Kingsbridge as you can get and still just be in England. She's in a hospice, in fact, and is saying goodbye. Not really knowing what to do with this news, Harold writes a slightly pathetic note in reply and heads to the postbox to send it. But he knows he hasn't done this right. Maybe there's more about his friendship with Queenie that needs to be attended to. Maybe he should do something about it. When somehow even the post office itself doesn't seem like the right place to post his letter, Harold meets a young woman working in a service station who gives him some advice. Who do we know in Berwick-upon-Tweed? We don't. It's from Queenie Hennessy. She's in a hospice. Is that a letter? For a friend. She has cancer. My aunt had cancer. But you can't give up. It's about what's in here. And your aunt got better because you believe she could? She said it gave her hope. Completely ill-equipped emotionally and physically, Harold begins walking in the hope that her hope to see him again will keep her alive. Apple Maps tells me that the distance is 740 kilometres, with a considerable amount of that uphill. And Apple Maps tells me that you can walk it in nearly seven days, but that's misleading because they assume you are going 24 hours a day and also that you are not a pensioner like Harold. In the book this film is based on, it takes him 87 days. This is now a road movie, which means Harold will come into contact with strangers who will change his life, and some whose life he will change. There's the young homeless man who decides to travel with Harold on his pilgrimage, And you realise that sometimes the hopeless among us don't need hope for themselves. They need to experience hope for others in order to see the possibility of change. Where are you? I'm going to save Queenie Hennessy. Have you been drinking? The only time you walk is to get to the car. I need to do this, Maureen. Walk to Berwick-upon-Tweed. It can only be about 500 miles. 
you seen the news? You're everywhere. Everyone's so nice. I have a spare room. You can stay the night. Thank you. I'm going to save Queenie too. A BAFTA and Oscar winner for supporting actor, Broadbent doesn't often get a lead role as meaty as this, and he really is at his finest. Vulnerable but determined, vague about his purpose, but knowing that doing nothing is not an option any longer. He's supported by Penelope Wilton, whose character is less sympathetic, especially a revelation we get later on that I believe is one of the few diversions that screenwriter Rachel Joyce makes from her own 2012 novel. The direction by Hetty MacDonald is first-rate, supported by very fine cinematography from Kate McCullough, who photographed the extraordinary Irish film The Quiet Girl last year. This is only Hetty MacDonald's second theatrical feature film. The last was in 1996, would you believe? But she's been making terrific television since then, including directing all the episodes of Normal People in 2020. What he's doing, it's beautiful. I wish you'd come home. You could do this too. Anyone can do what I'm doing. You just have to let go of the things you think you need. I've spent my life not doing anything. And now at last I am. Don't you get scared? Since I've been in the open, it seems it's best to be afraid of. I couldn't help comparing this film with another recent movie about loneliness, ageing and grief, the Tom Hanks vehicle A Man Called Otto. Otto ended up using sentimentality to produce a satisfying conclusion, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Harold Fry chooses sincerity. Not all of the story works, or at least it didn't for me, but the emotional beats I found very moving indeed. Fry's physical and mental deterioration on the journey give us something very real to care about. Evidently the film was shot in story and pilgrimage order, allowing Broadbent to dishevel as it goes on. I recommend The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry and won't be too surprised if he picks up a Best Actor BAFTA to go along with the supporting actor one from over 20 years ago. I want to come home. My son. You're nearly there. 18 miles. That's nothing. Travel the length of England to save a woman from dying. Maybe it's what the world needs right now. A little less sense and a bit more faith. The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry is rated M for offensive language, drug use, sexual references and suicide. It's playing in select cinemas across New Zealand now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 